Phil, that was uh, Prem Angeli, uh, 24 years, private assistant uh, to uh, Swami Satchidananda, quite a story she, she has, many stories, I'm sure. And, and one thing I'll say, I, I loved her energy, and sometimes people think people that have been involved with meditation for a long time and go on these silent retreats and all are very sort of slowed down and quiet and uh, lacking in, in uh, excited energy. Uh, she was the opposite of all that. She was tremendously <laughs> energized. Yeah, well, she's full, a jerk. Full, full of energy, full of, you know, consciousness. I mean, I was very impressed. Obviously, extremely enthusiastic about uh, what she does and what she learned from Swami Satchidananda. And it was a, a real pleasure having yeah. her on. Well, you know, she's a Jersey girl. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's that New, her, New Jersey her, energy, man. She, she was a 20 minute uh, bus ride from the city, which is what we call New York and New Jersey. I, right. Right, I was even closer. Yeah. So I was, and I used to teach TM in Clifton in that area. So uh, I, I know that area and uh, it's pretty cool. And you, you've, um, I believe uh, you tell this, tell the story about how you met Swami Satchidananda back in the day. And I've been to there. Uh, they have a center, I guess it is, in uh, somewhere in the West Village or maybe a little north yeah, of the No, the, the, the center's on West 13th. West it's 13th. Been, and it's a it's really been, nice place. Bookstore. Oh, it's a beautiful place. It's a whole building, a townhouse. But it's been there for many years. But prior to that, for the first few years, Swami Satchidananda was in the U.S., in New York. Uh, they just they had an apartment on uh, West End Avenue, probably I think in the 70s. Uh, <laughs> great neighborhood now, but in the 60s, you know, wasn't yet uh, the Upper West Side wasn't Portable. quite as bad. Yeah. But um, but that part of it was was really nice. And I I, I told the story uh, after we were off the air. I think. Tell, yeah, tell, but, tell it but, again. But um, I I. I was just beginning to, you know, seek and explore, uh, you know, Indian teachings and uh, Zen and all that. And I heard about yoga and, you know, now in Manhattan, there's yoga studios everywhere. But in those days, it wasn't so easy. I was living in the East Village and... Um, Someone said, oh, there's this Indian guy and he teaches yoga. And I, I remember get, be going on the subway uptown to and, and having this yoga class with this, you know, statuesque, beautiful man from India. I, I, I remember having trouble with the accent. And I took my first yoga class. I didn't know what I was doing. And I left. And shortly after that, I was to move to Boston and, um, you know, my life pr proceeded. And then after Woodstock, when the movie came out and I saw the, the film, I said, oh, my God, I had taken that, that's the guy in my yoga class. That was Satchidananda. And <laughs> I didn't realize who he was at that time. Right. But okay. then after he Go became ahead. famous, they, you know, they outgrew that place on, on West End Avenue. And they uh, I think it was Alice Coltrane. Uh, was one of his devotees and put up uh, at least some of the money for that place on 13th Street, which is still there. Right. I was there not that long ago. Uh, I want to say, Phil, the first time, well, 
The first time I saw Swami Satyadananda was when I saw the Woodstock movie that came yeah. out in the early 70s. But I went to a rock concert. Actually, Dennis, I'm going to correct you. Yeah. Oh, well, you're right. It probably did come out in the early 70s, but it won the Academy Award for Best uh, uh, Documentary. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was the early 70s. Sorry. All right. Because Woodstock I don't know, was 69. The other time I saw him was sometime after 19... It might have been the summer of 1970. And there was a rock concert on Randall's Island in New York City. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix was there. And the concert started and this Indian guru got up and started speaking. And I looked and I had recently started TM. And I and I saw pictures of Maharishi and whatnot. And I thought it was Maharishi that spoke. It wasn't yeah. until long after then that I realized it was Swami Satchidananda. And, and, you know, he had a very powerful presence. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he had... Um, uh, a beautiful message, you know, very simple yeah. at the time. He was speaking to 50,000 people at a rock concert. You can only well, say so you know, he had already spoken to many times that amount at Woodstock, so it was probably not that. Yeah, at, at least 10 times. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, sorry. people in those days used to confuse Maharishi and Satchitananda. It was, you know, because uh, gurus with, you know, long beards you right. know was a novelty then and they you know in truth Satchitananda was probably twice Maharishi's size right know, but but people yeah. would get them confused right but I also wanted to say Phil to our listeners that uh, we have a great interview with uh, Prudence Farrow yeah uh, uh, whose book is uh, out recently and uh, she uh, was telling the story she was in Boston and she studied with Swami Satchidananda, and she was That's right. yoga classes with him. And then she met Maharishi, and she said to Swami Satchidananda she wanted to study meditation with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. And he said, by all means, you know. And uh, But she always she spoke very highly of Swami Satchidananda. Yes, yes, and, most uh, people do. Um, you know, he. Uh, I wonder if the two of them ever met. I don't. I'm not aware of of them not, having. Not that, that I'm aware of, although but, it might, might have happened in India. No, be, I don't think so because I think once Swami Satchidananda came to the U.S., I don't think he went back to India very much, if at all. Who but, was Swami um, Satchidananda's teacher? What lineage? Swami Shivananda. Okay. It's a very important figure in in the history of all this. Mm -hmm. Shivananda was a great uh, yoga master and. Uh, he had his ashram, the Divine Life Society, on across the Ganges from where, you know, we remember Maharishi and the Beatles and all that from that ashram right across the Ganges, but it, decades before. So, you know, the Shivananda's uh, ashram is sort of was always the, the main attraction, the, the sort of centerpiece of uh, spiritual life and yoga in India, in Rishikesh. Um, and it's still there. I mean, I, I was last there a couple of years ago. I've taken tour groups and, you know, to India. And when we go to Rishikesh, it's always a highlight that, you know, you know what began in a cow shed by Shivananda is now a very big right. and, and important ashram there. And, and a lot of important teachers uh, for yoga in, in the West 
uh, were trained by Satyananda or his successors. Swami Vishnu Devananda and Swami Satyananda came in the you know 50s and 60s and were very important figures. Yeah, if, uh, for those just listening in, isn't it great that Phil knows all this stuff about well, gurus that, and lineages? Uh, get the book American Veda that he wrote, by the way. It's all <laughs> that's why I know all this. Seriously, but, I mean, it's a, in a huge body of knowledge. And it's good you wrote the book because most of us are not familiar with all of these details. Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to say one other thing. <clears throat> uh, Prem mentioned that um, she had a picture, a poster of um, that she got in a village of Swami Satyadananda on her wall. And she had it yeah. there for quite a while before she saw it. Great her. story. I have a similar story, not as dramatic, but I was like, you know, 1969 or whatever. I saw a poster of Maharishi Mahesh Yogi uh, about a lecture, and I liked the picture. You were hanging things on your wall back then. So I, yeah. took, I, had, I was in college, I, an apartment, so I put it on my wall. And about a year later, a person told me about TM and blah, blah, blah. So I went to a lecture. He, he wasn't, Maharishi wasn't there. But then I saw the literature, and I said, oh, that's what I have up on the wall, isn't that Yeah. It? You know, I've heard stories yeah. like that a lot about gurus, you know, because they, there's something magnetic about their face. And if you're a seeker, you know, why not put that up on your wall along with, you know, rock stars and beautiful right. you know, women or whatever that you put up there? They were inspiring. I remember having a picture of Mayor Baba with, you know, right. uh, don't worry, be happy on it on my wall early on uh i never you know met him or became a follower but it was it was uh inspiring mm -hmm. uh now Dananda, i'm assuming they have centers uh other than in new york city yeah. and, and in she told the story of how they started out in new england and they wound up down in virginia where they have yeah i haven't been there i'd love to go there i haven't See either of it. it looks fabulous we'll make a pilgrimage we'll make a pilgrimage but when, and, when uh, the pandemic's over yeah but they also have i mean they do have there's integral yoga uh, centers in different cities and and if teachers trained in in that uh, lineage uh teaching all over the place the other big center I'm aware of is in San Francisco, and it opened, you know, around the same time as the one on 13th Street, and it's still there on Dolores, uh, in uh, in the Mission District, I guess you would call it, oh, wow. in in San Francisco. I was, I you know, several years ago, I I dropped by, I, but I, I I don't know if it's, I think it's still there, yeah, but it's you know, a beautiful place. Goes to the center and says, hey, I want to. Get on a path through Swami Satchidananda. Do they start out? I, I, my my recollection was they start out with asanas, and it's a step by step, very traditional, or or is it not like that? I don't know, but you know the uh, the teachers. You know, most people will go and take yoga classes or go to lectures, and and you know, like every other, like so many, uh, so much of modern yoga, the. the People think about it as as asanas, but right from the beginning, Satchidananda, also Vishnu Devananda, the people trained in the Shivananda lineage, it was always about complete yoga. It wasn't just about asanas. 
but you know people are drawn to asana practice because of you know stress and wanting to you know, improve their health and all that so that becomes the focal point but they always taught a complete package of right. yoga and one of the things you know we didn't talk well we talked about it when we interviewed uh uh dr uh sandra mcclanahan uh the emphasis on uh on health at such and had and a complete healthy lifestyle that became the basis of Dean Ornish's uh, program for heart disease that he became wow. world famous wow. for, that, because you, he uh, was a, he was a follower of, of Sachinanda in the, his early years as a medical uh, student. And you know, Phil, you mentioned uh, Sandra, the, uh, and uh, who was the, you mentioned during the interview? I think the other person that we interviewed who was a uh, Monk in uh, 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 Swami Akoshananda. Uh, 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 Am I getting the name right? I can't believe I'm blanking. You're not, Prem, he, he and Prem now have this podcast of old fogey yogis. Ashokananda. Ashokananda. We have him posted, folks. You want to yeah. hear more about Swami? Uh, yeah, and we have uh, Sandra McClanahan, and uh, and our most recent, uh, well, uh, depending on when people hear this, is with Clyde Ford, and uh, right. he was he lived in the Yogaville right. for many years. Wow! So uh, great stuff. Yeah. Great interview. I, I want to say uh, it is uh, November something or other, twentieth or whatever today is. And we're in the middle of the 2020, we're in the middle of this pandemic. Um, stay safe. Uh, great time to listen. You know, if you have time on your hands, listen to our uh, podcast, which is found, as you know, at spiritmatterstalk.com, on iTunes, and everywhere else. And uh, we, I wanna, first, I want to thank, we've had people come forward and uh, support our efforts because we're going into our sixth year with uh, Spirit Matters Talk. And... Uh, Everything's been for free. We haven't monetized it, but we, we do ask now, if you can help and contribute, go to our, 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 our website, spiritmatterstalk.com. There's a red button, click on it, and it'll show you how you can contribute. It's not a donation. We're not a nonprofit. It's not tax deductible, but um, we want to stay on the air and we want to keep it free. If you can't afford anything, keep listening. If you can't afford, that'd be great. And thank you so much for the people that have uh, stepped up to the plate and helped us. And uh, and uh, hopefully in some small way, we're helping uh, people get through this pandemic. And maybe this is a great time to learn and to go inward. And so uh, we'll continue. Yes, we'll sir. Continue. Yes, we will. In true non-dual fashion, Dennis, we are neither a nonprofit nor a profit organization right. <laughs> that's a strange space to be in but we go there uh, we, okay man great job. see you next time until next time bye